This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 969 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Brent Boyd of Surefoot Arenas in Colorado. Surefoot Arenas is a builder of quality riding arenas that are safe for your horse while providing solid footing with a professional appearance. Surefoot Arenas is a proud user of the Underfoot USDF Guide to Dressage Arena Construction, Maintenance, and Repair Guidelines in their construction processes. This time out, we talk about vet, what flat and level mean and the function of an arena base. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, everybody. Coach Jen here from the Horse Radio Network, and I am here with Debbie from Equestrian Collections for the Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. Take it away, Debbie. (laughs) Hi, Jen, and thanks for allowing me the time to talk to your listeners. This week, I'm featuring the Centaur Creamed Fly Sheet with Neck Cover. And, you know, this is the season to be buying and wearing fly sheets. The flies are coming out. It's finally warm (laughs) here in the mid-Atlantic and um, everywhere, Um, and the flies are out. So I wanted to pick out a new type of fly sheet so that um, your uh, listeners would have uh, an opportunity to find out about the cream fly sheet with neck cover. The thing that makes this a little bit different is that that neck piece has a zipper. It zippers on, unlike some of the other ways that people, um, that the fly sheets have on. This one zippers on, and it's going to stay where it is put. Hmm. Uh, It also has a padding uh, right there at the withers. It has 70% of the UV rating, and that's due to the dense weave of this fabric. It's very tightly woven so that it keeps the uh, UV rays away from your horse, with the moisture wicking, it makes it much more comfortable for your horse. It is a heavy-duty material. It's, it, it doesn't rip like some. It has the hook and loop, um, you know, the Velcro-type closures there in the neck. All in all, I think it's a really good new design. You can also buy it without the neck cover, and you can buy the neck cover separately as well if you so choose. Wanted to let you know about that because it's fly season and time to cover them up. You can mix and match. Thanks a bunch, Debbie. Thank you. And I'm so happy to welcome to the show again today, Brent Boyd from Surefoot Arenas in Colorado. He's been coming to the sh- to uh, Horse Tip Daily to answer a few questions about riding arenas and maybe some that you haven't thought of before. And today... We're going to be talking about the flatness of your arena. Should it be flat or shouldn't it be flat? And exactly what does flat mean? Because there's flat and then there's flat. You know, is it flat when there's no footprints in it? Is it flat when it's not on the side of a mountain? So, so Brent, help me out. Should an arena be flat? Well, that's a great question. And good afternoon, Jennifer. And thank you for having me. That is a question I um, I get quite often, to tell you the truth. And, you know, flat is all relative, okay? Um, if you're on an indoor arena, we want flat to be basically flat. You know, 
we can put a level on it and the bubble stays right in the middle. However, if we're working on an outside arena, generally we want just a slight slope of about a 1% on the base material to facilitate drainage, but not so much to where the rider and horse feel it. Okay. So if you want a slope, does the slope go front to back, left to right, in the middle? How does the slope work? Well, that's a great question as well, Jennifer. I generally have a tendency, the old school mentality was to basically crown your arena in the center, um, just like you would find on your roads. Now, what I have personally found is when we crown our arena in the center, what happens is, is we have a tendency to slightly pull the footing off of the very center of the crown. So in other words, the more that we groom it, the less material footing we have on the crown, and it has a tendency to end up on the sides. So for about the past probably seven years, what I have been doing, Jennifer, is I basically put everything to a 1% slope either to the length or to the width. This way it allows the rider to still carry his line or her line continually without feeling too much of a slope. But like I said earlier, it still allows enough of an angle, a 1%, to, to facilitate drainage. Now, when we talk about 1%, that's actually very minimal. For a standard dressage arena, um, if we're talking a 60 by 40 meter arena, which is basically, we're going to call it 198 feet by 67 feet. So if you're tilting it to the side, a 1% would be about six and a half, seven inches. So it's very, very minute. So the rider doesn't feel it a whole lot but yet it allows for the water to drain. And that's a big, big issue is we don't want to have saturation spots or low spots or puddling. Hence, that's why we want our our base material to be flat, but not necessarily level. So that begs the question, does it matter? You're talking about a 1%. Now you see, I noticed you're using a percentage. So if the arena is really, really huge or sort of medium-sized, or round, or oval, or square, as far as the arena the arena surface being level, that's a constant. Is that right? Well, the thing is, is the footing is following the contour of the base. So that is correct. Okay. So what you... what is underneath of your lovely footing that your horse likes to trot through is flat, but it has a slight grade to it. It, It's a little bit higher on one side than the other so that the water can run off when it rains a lot. That's Um, correct. So, and that doesn't change if you have a square ring or a round ring. So if you have a, is that, is that base? That's called the base, right? Is I'm getting, get my terms right. Yes, yes, that's okay. correct, Jennifer. That's the base. We, we, we'll, we'll start at the very top. Okay, so the very top where the horses are riding in the surface area, the surface or the footing, is generally anywhere between two and a half and four inches, depending on the type of footing you have. Of course, the synthetic footing and polymers are going to run about four to five inches deep. Some of your standard organics are generally running about two and a half to three and a quarter inches. So... What we have underneath that footing is the base, okay? The base is basically like the foundation to your arena, which is much like the foundation to your house. If we keep the foundation of the arena with a constant grade, 
it keeps the footing to a constant consistency, much like everything built up on top of your house, on your foundation on your house. So it's actually incredibly important to have the base, um, if it's indoors, perfectly flat, outdoors, like I said, just about a 1% slope to facilitate the drainage, and it's not substantial enough, like I said, to, to be able to actually feel it. Now, if we're in a situation where we know we have tons and tons of water, we might be putting down like a butterfly mat, um, or we might be putting some French drains through the arena to help, uh, you know, wick out that moisture and rain. Here in Colorado, we're semi-arid, so generally we don't have to do a whole lot of drainage outside of just the, the 1% on the base material. So if your foundation, your base, is not um, flat, in other words, it's got little hills and valleys randomly around it, is there, there's no way you're ever going to keep that footing level, is there? Or is there? Jennifer, you're pretty well spot on. Um, you're really not going to be able to keep it that level because what's going to happen is if anywhere that your base is higher, your footing will translate into being thinner on top. Consequently, if you have a low spot in your base material, your footing is going to be deeper. Um, the only way to avoid that without actually coming in and fixing the base to make it true is we've kind of been able to use a box scraper with tiny, tiny, real thin flat wheels on it, skinny, skinny metal wheels that ride through the footing and actually will contour the base. And by following the contour of the base, we can keep our footing at the consistent depth, whatever the clients are looking for. So if they like it three inches, we can set those wheels to three inches. And the surface very well may look wavy, but the footing will still stay consistent three inches or whatever it is set out across the whole ring. Other than flat out taking off all the footing, readdressing the base, that's really the only other way to do that, and it's truly a Band-Aid. Yeah, Band-Aid. And my final question, and, since, and I, I'm glad that you compared this part of a riding arena to the foundation of your home. Um, if the foundation of your house is put in properly, the foundation of your house will last longer than the top of your house. It lasts a very, very, very long time. Does a well-designed and well-installed foundation or base of a riding arena, does it have a limited lifespan that you can predict, or is it, is it really varied according to how much it gets used or where it's at? Well, that's a great question. In all honesty, if it's maintained properly, um, your your base material should, uh, I've seen them over 20 years now. However, your footing, depending on the facility, if you're a high-traffic boarding facility um, with several um, hundred hours of riding per week, your footing is going to wear out in probably five to seven years. So the foundation, the base work, that's still all good to go for another 20, 30, 40, 50 if, it's, if the footing is maintained properly. Huh. So, yes, you're absolutely right, Jennifer. Just How about like the that? foundation I, to your house. I guessed right. So the, the, the foundation part of your riding arena, put it in properly, put it in well, and it's going to pay for itself because it's going to last a generation or two. Good ideas. That's exactly right. Um, there's, there's absolutely no sense in trying to save money on, on making a base that's an inferior or inadequate with, with, uh, with not the proper materials because um, 
just like when you see them try to fix potholes out on the highway, they just don't work. They don't work. <laughs> they, they fall apart again, and you don't want potholes in your riding arena. Well, thank you no. so much, uh, Brent, for stopping by from Surefoot Arenas in Colorado. Colorado. Do you folks have a website so if our listeners have more questions of their own, they can contact you? We sure do, Jennifer. That would be surefootarenas.com. Simple. Surefoot Arenas, plural. Com. Thanks a bunch, and we'll be meeting you again for another question. Absolutely, Jennifer. You have a wonderful afternoon. Well, that about does it. For links to topics and guests from today's show, go to horsetipdaily.com and look for episode 969. You can have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone or Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Download it today. It's quick, it's free, it's easy. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. If you have a topic you'd love to hear a tip on, you can go to the HorseTipDaily.com's contact page, HorseTipDaily.com, contact page, drop us an email. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.